Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. Here's Pastor Ryan. Good morning. Welcome, welcome to Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. It's been a crazy uh, 30 hours, has it not? The world uh, really has changed um, just like that. I remember um, yesterday thinking it was just a normal day in the morning. I happened to wake up early -er for some reason. I was up at like 345 and I was able to go on my balcony and spend some time with the Lord looking up at the stars. And uh, then I got a, uh, a text that, uh, or something that said, pray for Israel. And um, I had no idea what was going on. And so um, what's taking place in, in Israel is, uh, is of most importance, I believe, to the church today. And uh, before I continue, let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your mercy, your love, and your grace. There's none like you in all the earth. You're the maker of heaven and earth. You're the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Lord, we are here today because of your son, Jesus, who paid the price on the cross for our sins so that we can have a relationship with you, God. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead, and he's at your right hand even now praying for us. Lord, we pray. Give us humble hearts, for you say you teach the humble your way. Lord, I pray, we pray for Israel, your people according to the flesh. They're in trouble, Lord. There's hostages, there's, there's death, there's war. And Lord, uh, our, our solace is that, Jesus, you're on the throne. And so we just pray, Lord, for them. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the salvation of your people according to the flesh that they would recognize you, Jesus, as Messiah, and that the Arabs, Lord, as well, would turn to Jesus and repent and turn from Islam to salvation through Christ. We just love you, Lord. We pray that you would speak to us through your word, and uh, Holy Spirit, come and just baptize us. Change hearts this morning, Lord. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. Amen. So, as Israel has declared war, as you know, it's the first time since the Yom Kippur War in 1973. And uh, Hamas, the Islamic terrorist organization, as you know, has, uh, you know, yesterday early morning began to fire uh, rockets into Israeli territory. They say 2,000 to 5,000 rockets. And um, simultaneously, they took over 50 Israeli garrisons along the fence and um, and then you know, broke open the gates and the fences and uh, went into southern Israel, uh, attacking 22 towns and um, killing civilians and taking uh, many hostage, as you know. Um, I think the death toll now is around 600 for for Israel and about 2,000 injured and then 350 uh, from the Palestinians. And... um, and so it's a it's a terrible time. It's probably the greatest um, 
prophetic event in my 24 years of being a Christian. You know, 9-11 was big and it was, it's our, it was terrible for our country, no doubt. But prophetically, this just seems to spring us towards the coming of our Lord, like the, the rapture, uh, the snatching, the taking away of this church before the wrath comes. It's eminent. It, it can be at any time. I have not seen anything like this. And again, I wasn't born during the Yom Kippur War or the Six Day War, um, but this is this is uh, for such a time as this. We're we're living this, and it means everything to us biblically and prophetically. And so, you know, I had my message set up, but then this happened, and you got to do what you got to do as a pastor, right? I hope all my pastor friends are are changing their messages because we have to be. Uh, uh, those who warn the flock and equip the flock. And so, uh, God, Father, help me. And so in, when I, in my reading yesterday, I happened to be in Psalm 124. And it says this, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Now, I didn't know this, but when I came to know Jesus Christ, I learned fairly quickly how important Israel was to my new Christian faith. You know, I come from a non-religious family, basically. My mother didn't want anything to do with the Catholic Church. My grandmother did. My grandmother took me to Mass when I was little, but it was uh, in Spanish. And my Spanish, you know, has a, it's not good now. It wasn't good then. And so I didn't really know. But I thank God for her taking me because because of that, I, I knew that Jesus, that Jesus was God at least, you know. And so... There was no really background as far as um, the Word of God really within my home. It was a broken home. So when I came to know Jesus Christ in 1999, it was, I was just um, wowed by the reality of how important Israel is to our faith. Because you start studying the Scriptures and, and all of it points to Jesus, but all of it is God using Israel whom He chose, His own special people that he chose in order to bring forth his word, his commandments, so that the world can know who God is, know his mercy, know his grace, know his love, know um, the seriousness of his holiness, all of it. And it's been a blessing being able to study the scriptures and know, wow, Israel is a huge deal. You know, we, we learned of... Uh, of, uh, of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob and, and of, uh, of uh, Joseph and the 12 tribes of Israel. We learned of, uh, Moses and Aaron and Joshua and then the judges like Gideon and Samson and then the kings like David and Jehoshaphat and, and Hezekiah. And then eventually it led to Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, the Messiah that would come from the lineage of King David. And so we love our Jesus, our Lord, who, who is an, who was an Israelite, man. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah, Amen. right? And also he is 
of the root of David. It's just a beautiful thing. And, and I'm reminded of, of, uh, how when Jesus was born and then he was dedicated to the Lord there at the temple and how Joseph and Mary took him and Simeon grabbed a hold of him and he was very old and the Lord had told Simeon that he would not die until he would see, he would see the Messiah, the Lord's salvation. And so he held Jesus in his hand and he had said to, to uh, Mary, behold this child in Luke 2, behold this child is destined for the fall and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against yes a sword will pierce through your soul own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed and that's what Jesus's life would come to do he would be a sign for Israel he would be the savior of Israel he said I was not sent but for the house of the lost sheep of Israel and so it's a beautiful Get used to it, Christian, you know, Israel thing. And, uh, and so it was, it was nice to, 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 to get to know that as a new believer, as a Christian and over the years. We know that he came to his own and his own knew him not, that they rejected him. They rejected their Messiah. He cried over Jerusalem. Remember, he wept and said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How I wanted to gather you together as a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not allow me. And so his heart was for his people, but yet they rejected him. And that rejection did come with the price. Remember the disciples said to him, look at all the, look at the temple and all these beautiful buildings and all these beautiful stones. And Jesus said, I assure you that not one stone will be left upon another. And so because of their rejection of the Lord after his crucifixion and his resurrection and ascension, um, in, in, in 70 AD, about 40 years after he ascended, guys, at 40 years later, the general Titus would go into Jerusalem and ransack the temple and kill hundreds of thousands of Jews and, and utterly destroy the temple and the buildings. And, and like he said, not one stone was left upon another. That happened. That really happened. What Jesus said came true. My wife and I were blessed to go to Rome and, uh, and, uh, just walking around as you go to the forum there near the Colosseum, you see they have a, a, a the Ark of Titus and it's dedicated to this general who would become the emperor later, but it's dedicated to his life, and it shows in the inscriptions the destruction of Jerusalem. And you see Roman soldiers carrying like a menorah, a giant menorah out, and all of it's there. It's historic. It's in our, our Bibles. Everything that we need to know about history is like right here. This speaks of it. Amen? And then it's, it's confirmed with the history of the world. And so you can see that in Rome. It did take place. There was a price to pay for their rejection, and they and from that moment on, they were scattered throughout the whole world. In Ezekiel 37, you can write it down or you can turn there. In Ezekiel 37, verse 21 through 22, it says this, Thus says the Lord God, Surely I will take the children of Israel from among the nations, wherever they have gone, and I will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. And so after the dispersion of the Jews, God prophesied that he would bring them back 
into the land. And that would take place 19 centuries later after the destruction of the temple by Titus the general. It would take place 19 centuries later here in Ezekiel 37. And it's a prophecy of their rebirth, right? Surely I will take the children of Israel from among the nations, wherever they have gone, and I will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land, on the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be over them. They shall no longer be two nations, nor shall they be divided into two kingdoms again. That's a good word. It's a good word because they've been trying to make a a two-state solution in Israel for the longest time. And even the Abraham Accord, that seems positive because the embassy was moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Still, it, 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 it implies... The Abraham Accord applies that the land belongs to all of Abraham's descendants, and that's not true biblically. Biblically, God gave it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to their descendants forever. Not to Ishmael, not to Abraham's other son with Hagar. It went to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. And so this is why the Abraham Accord is not a good thing. And if you think about it, it was signed in September 15th, which is my birthday, 2020. Mark it down and buy your gift cards. (laughs) Lucille's. Forgive me, Lord. But it happened to be signed on my birthday. Wouldn't you run with that? I mean, you know, so. But it's also, you know, the talks and stuff. No doubt happening. When COVID hit, and many believe that the the really downfall of President Trump was that when he signed that, that things started going down for him. Lost the elections, COVID, all that drama. Um, You know, so pray for our country. God still blesses those who bless Israel and curses those who curse. Now, 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 I don't want to get off matter, but he's compromising a bit on abortion. Do you hear him? on MSNBC with uh, shooting down DeSantis for the 15-week ban or whatever, that that was, that was overboard. So we need to pray for, for Trump. Amen? No, no amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. Pray for him. So they were scattered, right? Once Jesus ascended, Titus destroyed the temple, they were dispersed. And so Ezekiel 37 came to light after World War II, guys. Because of the Holocaust and because of God's timing, the world had sympathy for the first time against the Israeli people. And they were scattered all over. But during during World War II and afterwards, they were migrating back to their original land. And so it was declared by the Russians, Americans, the um, Great Britain that Israel and, and the land can, can go back to them. And so in, in uh, 1948, May 14th, Israel became a nation again. That is 1,900 years after they were dispersed. That's almost 2,000 years, guys, that they were dispersed throughout all over the place. 
and they came together to become a nation again. That's because God said it would happen, and it did. And so there was a physical, national birth for Israel again. Not a spiritual one, a physical. And um, even I was blessed, and you know, I've been to Israel one time. I went with Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith in 2001, and uh, it's the best time of my life. I was only a Christian for a year and a half, so I was a baby Christian, and my spiritual mom, Sue, paid for the trip. I was able to go free to Israel. And, and there were skirmishes happening at that time. And so a lot of people were canceling their trips. And so what Pastor Chuck was used to was having about 15 to 20 buses on tour. There was five buses. So him and Kay would always say, oh, that was our most favorite trip because there was only five buses and we, we got to hang out at all the spots longer and just enjoy it. And, you know, Amir Safari was our tour guide. And Ronnie Cohen, this was before he was a big shot. And so, you know, I did, t- I did send a letter to him. Hey, I went with, I went to Israel with you. Come, come check us out. You know, sign Jack Hibbs. <laughs> I'll try to get him. We'll see. Say a prayer, you know, maybe. But, um, anyways. It was a beautiful time. I mean, to go to the land of Israel, it's, you know, if you, for those who love Jesus, really love Jesus, really love Jesus, and it'll touch your soul in like deep. I mean, basic valleys, you know, the valley of Elah where David fought Goliath, you know, the valley of Armageddon and Mount Carmel where Elijah called on fire from the Lord. You're in these places and your spirit is in a good place. Like God speaks. You know, I would weep. I'd cry. I was crying a lot. I couldn't take it. It was such a blessing. I felt like I had been there before. Like there's something about the land. And, and for Christians, it's, it's, it's where our Lord walked, you know. You just leave me at the Sea of Galilee with some bread and water for a week. You know what I mean? I'll be fine. No amenities. I'll sleep right there, you know, under the stars. It's just special, guys. It's just special. But I was able to see the physical birth of Israel there. The people were back in their land, but also they had a great, like, like, uh, um, a forest, uh, initiative where they were planting little pine trees everywhere to replenish the land of trees. And, and it, it, it was beautiful, guys. And, it, and this is 23 years ago. And so God has truly rebirth the nation and uh, but Israel is important because God isn't done with Israel Bible prophecy all points to Israel and what takes place in Israel what's going to happen we know that uh, the Antichrist is going to come and we're going to be in heaven with the Lord for those of us who know Jesus Christ if we are alive and we remain when he comes back for his church he's going to snatch us out of here He's going to rapture us out of here and we'll be with the Lord. We'll meet him in the air. And then comes the tribulation and then comes wrath. Then the Antichrist will be revealed and he's going to come as a peacemaker. He's going to speak swelling words and and deceive many people. And he's going to broker a peace between Israel and the Arab states and allow Israel uh, to rebuild 
Solomon's temple there. It'll be the third temple that they're going to build there uh, somewhere near the Temple Mount. I think it's south of there. I don't, you know, you can decide for yourself. But, I mean, you have the temple, you have the Mosque of Omar there. You have the Dome of the Rock there. It's very important to the Islamists, right? And so they're not going to let you mess with that area. But the Antichrist is going to come and broker some sort of peace. He's going to come and he's going to do that. And uh, we know that Daniel, the prophet, speaks of it in Daniel 9, verse 27. He says concerning the Antichrist that he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. And one week speaks of seven days, but prophetically here it's seven years. So he's going to confirm a covenant. He's going to make peace. But in the middle of the week, and so in the middle of the seven years, three and a half years, he shall bring an end to the sacrifice and offering. So when the temple is rebuilt, the, the Jewish people will again begin the sacrifices as they used to do with the animal sacrifices. In fact, when I was there in Israel, they have a, a, a museum called the Temple Institute where they have all of the utensils that are readied for the third temple. And it's so crazy. It's so um, um, strange to hear a curator say, all of this is for the third temple, and we know who's going to make a way for them to build that. It's super sad. And so in, in Daniel 9.27, it says in the middle of, of the, the seven years that he shall bring an end to the sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolation. And so Jesus spoke of this, as you know, in Mark 13 or in um, Matthew 24, he says, so when you see the abomination of desolation, when you see this antichrist just, just, um, um, desolate the temple, uh, desecrate it, uh, he says, uh, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, when you see the Antichrist, standing where he ought not, let the reader understand. And the Antichrist is going to declare at that moment that he is God and demand the worship of the world. You cannot buy or sell or do anything without the mark of the beast. And all of that comes into play. But it says here, Jesus says, when, when they see this, because we won't be here, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Judea, speaking of, of Israel there. Uh, let him who is on the housetop not go into the house, nor enter to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath in the other um Gospel. For in those days there will be tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the creation which God created until this time, nor shall be, ever shall be. And unless the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh would be saved for the elect's sake. Whom he chose, he, he shortened the days for the elect's sake. And so there is a future for Israel. Israel, there is a remnant that will be saved. There is a whole remnant that's going to come to faith in Jesus Christ. When the Antichrist reveals himself, the Jews are going to realize at that moment that they were wrong about Jesus Christ and that he is the Messiah. 
And they are going to have to flee because the Antichrist is going to persecute them terribly. And so this is why Jesus says that they are to flee. But they're going to come to their senses. We were wrong. Jesus was the Messiah all the time. And they're going to come to salvation. And during the Great Tribulation, there's going to be 144 men, young virgin men from the 12 tribes of Israel, guys, that will just proclaim the good news of the Lord. There'll be 104,000 uh, 144,000 evangelists preaching during that time. And so it's there's a huge future for Israel. You think about Jesus telling the disciples. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.